thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. must be brad i am as always you're andrew i am and that must mean you're listening to the brew and view podcast the uh show that critics are saying has uh been uh, pretty timely lately as far yeah. as uh release schedule yeah i like it yeah very very specific i they, they've got a good ear those critics they do so uh, day late dollar short but another uh-huh. another week we can check off as uh successfully Recording. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, well, with all this, you know, all the uh, podcasts that we do. Yeah. Well, you know, we've heard it before. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be back. I think we got a good topic this week, and we've got some good movies to watch, and I think some good beers to drink. Indeed. So what you have? Ah, well. I am having from Urban South a uh, lemongrass ginger gosa. Uh, it is the, I feel like, maybe not quintessential summer beer, but it is a great 
beer for summer. It is so refreshing. Uh, it the body is just so light. It's almost like moments after you take a sip, it's like you haven't had any beer. Uh, which, right. depending on you know when you're in uh, hundred degree heat with high humidity, sometimes that's what you're looking for. You know, you don't yeah. want something that's uh, hopped. Uh, Hop to hell and back. You save that for the uh, for the air conditioning. Yes. And uh, this is uh, the flavors I love, like um, the lemongrass and ginger, just very natural, like citrus and spice. Um, but like I said, it's just so it's it's present, but it's subtle and kind of fleeting. And uh, I just think it's a really well made beer. And on Untapped, it says that it's a sour. There's a little bit of tartness to it, of course, with the Goza style, like that, that comes with it. But it's definitely nothing like, uh, you know, it's not going to make you pucker up. It's not going to hit you like get that yeah. like jaw sensation going. It's it's just a nice, crisp, very clean body. Um, great beer. I I'm a big fan of it. I don't know. I don't know. You're. I, I don't think you'd be into it um, well i i think you could depends. maybe appreciate it yeah you could I knock mean, one of these out on your lunch break at work and feel refreshed and, and keep, <laughs> keep doing work efficiently yes that's 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 what i go for for the most part <laughs> those uh midday drinking yeah. uh, beers um yeah well i mean it just depends if, it, yeah. if it's a good beer and or it depends um because yeah some of those sours that are that in like you said it's not really considered i mean you don't consider it really a sour no because you know what a sour is and like yeah we've talked about before you know i'm just i'm good with one you know where other people will just consume them like crazy but uh yeah yeah um yeah i'm glad um i wonder how available that is is it which uh the lemongrass ginger yeah yeah I don't think I was there on Friday, and I don't think they had any more. Oh, okay. So it's a very... Yeah. Um, right. So it's by Urban South, and Urban South has been doing, I'd yes, say twice yes. a month, a um, like a three or four beer release, and uh, small, mostly small batches, and they go quickly, and a lot of them are taproom exclusive. So Yeah. Okie dokie. They've also got a really good one out right now, Cabana Boy, which I believe, well, I found out just now that I reviewed on the show previously, um, but it's back and it's delicious. So hmm. Urban South up to their old tricks. Making great local beers. Cool. Uh, I'm not drinking a local beer. Mm. Actually, it's closer to you than it is to me. Heck yes. Uh, from Sweetwater Brewing and down in Atlanta. Nice. Um, and it's actually considered a regional brewery, but it's one of those bigger regional brewers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm drinking the uh, Pulled Porter Dank Tank mm. uh, smoked beer. Uh, I guess the whole thing on the side, it's Pulled Porter Bacon Smoke Flavored Porter Malt Beverage with Natural Flavor Added. So uh, this is, I think Dank Tank is on. a, um, yeah, 
It's um, it's it's a series uh, of rarely released um, randomness from the the hombres of headiness. Uh, they they do a bunch of these. Sweetwater does a bunch of these dank tank things where it's a lot of just a shit ton of flavor. Um, and this one is uh, has a little like it said it has a little bit of bacon. It's definitely smoked. It's a it's a it's a it's a heavy porter. Um, uh, fortunately, though, you know a lot of those. You know, you get the the novelty type beers. They'll leave that after you know that that taste on your tongue for a long time. This doesn't yeah. do that, and especially like with a a bacon smoked porter. Um, yeah, you think you think it would it would sit there for a while, and it doesn't. Um, now, this isn't something I drink. You know, four or five of just because it is very heavy. Um, but I gave it a four. I, I liked it a lot. Um, uh, you know, for a one drink thing, mm-hmm. it, it says uh, slap a thigh and ride the wave. So I did. Why not? Uh, but yeah, it's a good beer. Um, I'm imagining. Yeah, uh, I, I stole this from Ryan. Um, nice. And he had a couple of these in his in in his uh, a couple of the dank tank beers in his fridge. So I found one that I thought I might like and right. stole it. Uh, sitting at seven point seven ABV and twenty seven IBUs. Nice. Um, but yeah, I gave it a four. And uh, uh, my friends, we have four friends that rated it. Um, Jason Kelch. He's, uh, a, he, he's a fan. Yep, yeah, he liked the three point five. Ryan Madeira, I don't know who that is. Gave it a three point five, and uh, <laughs> shocking, Dustin Weekly. Yeah, but he gave it a two point five. Two drinks. <clears throat> uh, J.K. broke his uh, his cardinal rule. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Three point five. Three point five. That I thought. Yeah, shame. That's right. <laughs> For shame. Shame. The guilt it has filled me with the the amount of beers that I've almost given a three point five since that discussion. Right. Yeah, you just only you to kind of... find out. Right. Uh, although this might have been a while ago that he rated it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at yours. You're sitting right at the average. 150 rating. 150 ratings for everyone, mm. uh, and it's rated 4.1. Yeah. So that's 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 a pretty good beer. Like a consistently good beer. Yeah, people are enjoying it. Yeah. I like how we're kind of getting into the, um, what do you call that? The uh, not the isometrics. The not the plier metrics either. Saber the metrics. Uh, saber metrics <laughs> of uh, of uh, of beer drinking. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. You got to just uh, you know you got to you got to keep it interesting. Otherwise, yes. it becomes a problem. Yes. <sighs> so well, good. Uh, anything new on the the beer front? Uh, not a whole lot. Did um. I did get to sit down with our brewmaster at uh, at Port, and um, I wasn't planning on this, but we uh, it was fun. I I mean, it was informational, but it also was kind of it got to the point where it's like, okay, we're we're trying too many beers at this point. But we actually drank our entire tap list uh, oh, on Tuesday. Holy crap. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so he was pouring little like ten ounce glass. I mean, probably wasn't pouring more than six ounces, but in our right. little ten ounce glasses. And um, he poured the first one, which is a beer I really like, this Mexican lager. Um, 
and I drank the whole thing because I'm thinking like, yeah, we'll, you know, cover a couple today. We'll reconvene later on in the week and taste a few more. Oh, no. We're, we're drinking them all. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, it took me uh, a couple of tries before I was like, okay, I can't, I shouldn't really be drinking Just more than one ha- sip of this because I, right. you know, it's the middle of the day and I have other stuff to do today. <laughs> I have to walk home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Drive actually, that, so well. Ooh, yeah. yeah so definitely. Um, I, did I you uh, did you ever play that game? Uh, a shot of beer a minute. Oh, for an hour? what is it? The uh, the power hour? No. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> You'd be be surprised how that can uh, affect you. Oh, I'm sure that. Just uh, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. But then at the same time, I'm sure that I've. When you're drinking it back to back like that, it definitely probably affects you more. But I'm sure that I've had the equivalent. Just I I think it it comes out to like three and a half to four beers or something like that in an hour, which is a lot of beer in an hour. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. Have have you? Yes. Yes. Ooh. And I think the first time I got drunk, um, the way I did it, and this is just, I don't know, I don't know if this is true or, you know, folklore or why, old wives tale or whatever, um, is that we stole, we stole some beer from a, somebody's dad and we had it yeah. in a gallon jug and, uh, and the way we decided to do it because we knew we could get messed up on it is we drank it through a straw. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the, it, like the lack of oxygen, helps their blood or helps you absorb it in the alcohol into your bloodstream more quickly. I have I I mean I'm sure there's some I, kind of I mean science I'm, to it. Yeah, I'm not saying I I've heard this as well, so I so, I'm not saying I know, but, I, but yeah, it was in a it was in a treehouse on a farm. Like way out in the fields, and we yeah, nice. <laughs> a gallon of like just flat warm beer. Ooh. Uh, hmm. That started my slow descent. Yeah, that's where it all began. That's yes. when I knew I loved beer when I was chugging warm beer from a straw. Yeah. So uh, it happens. Uh, yeah. So um, after drinking all those beers, I guess like was he? He was trying to explain them all. Like would he give a little dissertation? Yeah, yeah. So we like we went through the um, ABV, IBU, uh, and he told us a little bit about each one. Told us what to look for when we're tasting it. Uh, so it was it was cool. It was fun. It was nice to have um, that access one and two to be paid for it is fucking awesome. So. Yeah, uh, I did have a good time. Um, I do have uh, trouble focusing, so there were definitely moments where I was like watching the TV. I'm like, I'm not even interested in what's on TV right now. So, <laughs> so that happened. Yeah, but other than that, um, it was it was good. Uh, I got a got some memorizing to do. So I can uh, better serve the customers, which is fine because that's what I'm there to do, anyways. So that's right. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's, I mean, it's good knowledge, right? To absolutely. I, th- I thought it was really cool. I mean, it's nice. Like, it's the type of access that people would maybe pay for, too. Like, you know, sit down and have a flight with a brewmaster. Yeah. 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 So Very cool. Yeah. Got to have 16 beers but with the guy who made them, telling us what to look for, how to taste it. So, it's cool. Very cool. Um, I, this week, or last the end of last week, I think it was. Yeah, it was the end of last week. Um, one of the painters I kind of work with, um, at, well, at one of the one of the builders I work for, uh, he came in or he's like, "Hey, can you help me build some uh, cornhole or bag, <laughs> whatever?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, I also decided that that's um, the reason we call it bags is the uh, deeply rooted historic uh, working class homophobia that yes. <laughs> That, that's instilled that's prevalent in, your brain. in in Chicago. Yes, uh, maybe not in no, my I, brain, but yes. Well, I yes, it could be. Yes, I mean no, it, it was at one point. You know, oh I grew for up sure, in a Catholic house, and yeah, I think all boys growing up, you know, have who are straight oh. had a fear that they could catch gay. Yes, well, that's a, okay. So this is a diet. This is a tangent. Maybe it shouldn't be brought up on this podcast, but uh, well, okay. Yeah. Um, so you heard about that the Brewers pitcher that they went back into like his oh, Twitter yeah. history, right? Yeah, and they were like, you know, he said some one of a few like, pitchers, <laughs> right? Yes, they said some like racist things and, and homophobic things and stuff yes. in a Twitter timeline. He was like seventeen years old. Obviously, sure. shouldn't do that, right? Right. But okay. So when I was growing up, where I grew up, mm-hmm. and in even sometimes in the household I grew up in. Yeah, I was I was accustomed to hearing certain things. Yep, and like and actually, I I'm like I said some things that you know I would never ever say today. And it actually yep. took me going to like college and going and playing like football with like different people other than just white rural people mm-hmm. to actually realize, oh, okay, it's that's not something I should be doing or saying and like yeah. everybody's like well he was 17 he should be old enough and like is that yeah you're not like, technically allowed to um not not technically allowed but like you can't yeah i i know what you're saying no he shouldn't have said it no no it's not and okay. i shouldn't have said it whenever but everyone's saying like he he's he couldn't have changed that much and you know in that time and like if he can't then i actually can't you know what I mean? Yeah. I I couldn't have changed from that point to that point. And I, I know I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I the things, it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it just, and it's it a hard, stupid. yeah, because if you, I mean, I, I know that you're comfortable saying that with me. And even if we were to disagree, the, you know, we have that, you know, the mutual respect there. But anonymous people on the Internet will tear you apart. Right. And that's fine. They can tear me apart, but and, right. I know it's not going to bother you, but the point but like, is, how many people have said like bad things in their lives, and like now you're going to start. It's just, it's just. Oh, I hate it. Anyways, I want to get off that. Sorry. Yeah. I um. But anyways, he he wanted to make cornhole, <laughs> cornhole, a set of cornhole things, right? Yeah. And so I was like, or bags, and <laughs> you can call it cornhole. I get I, that everyone well, does. <laughs> I used to call it bags, and everybody calls it S. Y. Everybody calls it. So, yeah. anyways, I'm going to send you a picture. Um. They so he decides he wants me to help him and he's going to paint him. 
Okay. I was like, okay, well, why don't you get me some material? I'll just build. I built. I built four sets of them, nice. and one of the sets for me, um, I sent to you is he was like, well, how do you want me to paint them? Because this guy's a pretty good painter. And I was like, well, just, I don't know, just make something cool or something. And then I got, oh, I love trogues. And when I'm drinking, I'm playing, or when I'm playing bags or cornhole or cornhole and somebody. Oh, wow. Uh, he, I, I'm drinking beer and I, he made the trogues logo on my Dude, cornhole this table. This looks very legit. Yeah, it is, it's super sweet. Wow, he did a great job. Yeah, I'll put it on Twitter um, on our, our thing. So, yeah, he made me a trogues uh, cornhole set so or i made i made it he painted it yeah anyways team 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 effort teamwork yep but i just thought i'd bring that up anyways i like it i will throw that on twitter yeah so I i like it a lot so um anything else in the beer world with you uh no uh we went to my wife had her 40 40th birthday this week that's right. Uh, as everyone knows. And uh, we went to Leesburg, Virginia, which is just outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we walked around. And, you know, when you go to a different place, even though it's not, I mean, it's an hour and a half away, um, you, you get into the local flavor, local beer, you yeah. know, and you always find different beer when you go there. And, I, you know, just kind of none of them stood up too much because we ate a ton and we drank a ton and so it's all it all kind of blends together but uh yeah i had a good time I had a lot of good beers and uh, just a fun fun little weekend away nice which is fun yeah absolutely mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. times uh so yeah um let's talk some movies absolutely absolutely uh where where should we start, I guess? Um, I'm going to let that up to you. Did you watch both? No. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll start with mine. Okay. All right. So um, let me get to my IMDb page. Uh, from 2016, uh, from director Oliver Stone, the movie Snowden. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on, um, uh, what is his first name? I don't know. Edward. Edward Stone, yeah. I'm just going to say Alex. <laughs> yeah, Alex. Ted. Um, uh, played by uh, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, mm-hmm. Shailene Woodley's in this. Melissa Leo. Zachary Quinto. Um, uh, Race Ifines. Rise Ifineses. Um, uh, a cameo by Nicolas Cage, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Didn't need to be in there. Tom Wilkinson is a favorite uh, character actor. Yes. We need to do top five. Did we do top five character actors before, didn't we? I think so. All right. We should revisit that. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, this is the um, – so uh, the movie, what was it? The fourth – was it the fourth estate? Fifth or was estate, it, I think. Was it? The fifth – was it? Okay. With uh, Benedict um, Cumberbatch. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. No, this isn't that. No. Um, there was a – there was a um, – there's a documentary that came out at the same time this did. Citizen Four. Citizen, Citizen Four. Four. Yeah. So anyways, um it came out at the same time, but this is the dramatical version of Edward Snowden. And based on what I've heard and what I know about Edward Snowden is based on what I've seen in news clips, uh 
you know, either one side thinks he's a hero, other side thinks he's a total villain, mm-hmm. obviously breaks down along political lines and all that good shit. So um, this is from uh, a notoriously um, notoriously uh, heavy-handed, agenda-driven director. No. <laughs> um you know, a guy that is, you know, could be kind of crazy. I don't know. Um, but obviously he, he – uh, but I was really surprised in the way that this tried to – it paints Snowden in a really good light for, for most of it. But it does take some shots at him here and there. But overall, it's kind of a love letter to Snowden. So uh, basically what he did, he was he exposed what the NSA was doing with – our data, what yes. they could find about uh, out about us, right? And um, and I think most people f- fall into either two camps with a little bit of a middle camp. Okay, mm-hmm. the one camp is I don't want any of my stuff. You can't have any of my stuff. You know what are they going to look into next? The other camp is I don't do anything wrong. They should check us. So you know what's the problem? They get the real criminals. What are you trying to hide? And then there's the smaller middle, which is kind of like. I don't know. This could be bad, but is it bad? It's you know what I mean? Slope. Yeah, very slippery, but it could get some bad guys. Could it prevent something from happening? Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, obviously, it's dramatic, and obviously, it was leaning towards kind of glorifying him, and it did do that. Um, and and he is, I mean, he's a pariah. He's wanted by the government. He's in exile in Moscow still. Uh, he's, I mean, he has, uh, uh, a litany of, of, uh, charges against him from the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, um, basically he's either a traitor or a hero. And, and in this book or this movie tries to expose what he did, I think in his, in Oliver Stone's mind, he thought like he did a fair and good job, but I don't, I don't believe he did. I, I don't think this guy is a hero, but I don't know if he is. He thought maybe he was doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and maybe he was. I I don't know, and I don't. I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, it it has a little bit of a 2000 or, or 1984 feel to it when whenever he like the stuff he's talking about. Like I I thought that this guy was just like this low level person that um kind of hacked into. The NSA and kind of stole a bunch of stuff, but this guy had like super huge clearances and was working for the government for a good ten years and like was like privy to a lot of information and was like the based on this movie was the world's or the 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 NSA's like uh, and the CIA's um, like Wonder Boy like his like the guy that like made programs and did like a lot of the stuff yeah um, but it, this tried to show the human side to him so I don't know. I gave it a seven because I thought it was well. It was actually surprisingly well done. I I didn't feel like it was done by Oliver Stone, and it's a shame. This like, I mean, you can't take Tarantino out of a Tarantino movie. You can't take Oliver Stone out of an Oliver Stone movie. Right. You can't take uh, some movies. You can't even tell who the director is. You know, right? Um, but this this felt like it could have been anybody directing this movie. But the fact that I knew it was Oliver Stone maybe is putting a slant on it. Maybe. Um, uh, I liked. I gave it a seven for the movie. Um, whether or not I I agree with what Snowden is or did or what he is, I don't know. I still the verdict's still out for me. Um, 
he could be a traitor, but he also could be a, her- a hero at the same time. Mm-hmm. And maybe he probably probably falls somewhere in the middle. I would say. Yeah, most most people do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I'd say it's worth. I'd say it's worth a watch. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, some people might have their arms crossed or are looking to embrace this. And if you're looking to embrace it, you've probably seen it already. Um, I'd say, I'd say, uh, watch it with an open mind and see if you can find some a way a way to. Uh, I don't know. Just learn more, I guess. And and but. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a really good job of portraying him. I forgot it was him for a while, and it was cool to see they had uh, the actual uh, Edward Snowden at the end of it, and actually talking. And you've been you've been watching Joseph Gordon-Levitt portray him the whole time, and it looks like he's putting on this really weird affect. But once you get to watch Edward Snowden talk, it's like he's a very good mimicker of his uh, uh, the way he. Uh, portrays him so mm-hmm. yeah not a bad movie a little bit long but yeah. shocking Oliver Stone yeah right <laughs> that guy gets right to the point yep <laughs> maybe they need to do that sometimes at the um, at the beginning so that you can actually appreciate the performance a little more instead oh, yeah, of having to yeah. do it like in, in hindsight like I'm trying to think well uh, um, we did it I, Tanya, right I, Tanya, uh there's Fuck. Damn it. Which one was it? It was... Uh, Crazy, Stupid, Drunk. Or, uh, the, right? the... The... No, Nash- no, no, no. Not the Lampoon's one. The Love and Mercy. Because like, oh, Paul yeah. Dano was kind of like... He was behaving very weirdly. Right, right. And John Cusack was not doing the same. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. Paul Dano was doing a really good job. John Cusack was just... Yeah. Fine. Doing... <laughs> John, John Cusack, Cusack is just there, yeah. 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 Um, so maybe that instead of having to, I don't know. But I guess it could ruin the immersion of it. Yeah. I'm sure people smarter than me made that call. So. Yeah. He was still good in it. and But good enough. Because I, I like John Cusack. I, even though I've heard he's a colossal asshole. But, uh, um, eh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I've also heard that. but Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend watching this. I really would. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds good. And that is on Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Excellent. All right. Uh, and you assigned me from 1996. Written, directed, starring Tom Hanks. Produced. Produced. Sure. What? I mean, he did it all. The uh, real, real great job, Tom. We're all, we're all impressed. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that thing you do from 1996. Mm. Uh, comedy, drama, music, according to IMDb, not very funny, not dramatic at all, and boy, oh boy, is there music. Mm-hmm. It's the opening bars to the song "That Thing You Do" by The Wonders. Uh. Hmm. Huh. This is so like unoffensively boring. It's milk toast. It's right? it's so bland and so like this this band is having a meteoric rise to fame. There's got to be some actual drama in there. 
But this is just so nice and neat and clean. And like Tom Hanks is the bad guy and he's like pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's what inspired this week's list, right? Right. It is. Yeah. And uh, I told you making the list, I had to do some soul searching. I just, I need things with edge. And this is just all, this is, this is a, a, a safe, safe circle. Yeah. Rounded, well, this, rounded it, corners. It, it felt like a love letter to that era for for him. Right. Cause he, like he's in, I think, well, I mean, with all the, the space stuff and all that, like he had a lot of hints of the, or, you know, he had a, uh, what? Uh, who was it? John Glenn on mm-hmm. on the show that they were in. Like he's like he's obsessed with that era era when when he grew up. Tom Hanks, yeah, right? in the sixties, and uh, like this is a love letter to that time because it felt very it felt um, time appropriate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, we didn't see any. It, everything felt like it was in place um, it, uh, without. The hard edge without any yeah. racism or any hardly any smoking. Uh, some smoking, I suppose, but not not a lot. Um, I don't know. It yeah. It's it's just a yeah. Very very bland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Steve Zahn was definitely the highlight for me. Um, I, yeah, he was he was over the top. I like Tom Ever Scott. What happened to him? I don't know. He like, he looks like uh, someone else, I think, because I thought he did a lot of stuff, and then I look, and I'm like, eh, not really. I think this was his first big one, mm-hmm. and then pretty much was nothing after that. Um, but I, he always had a smile on his face. He was, I was always happy to see him on screen. Yeah. I don't know. Charlie's Theron. She was kind of wasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very <laughs> but like even the the dramatic moments going on in these people's lives mm-hmm. like like totally glossed over oh she fell in love with her dentist yeah hmm. <laughs> how about that huh. well well you know these things happen shucks oh golly it, it... Just a weird. It, everything was very. Um, everything was very uh, telegraphed. I mean, it was a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. You could tell what where things were going. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I I didn't I didn't hate it. I actually I don't hate it. Else, and I think that's sp- actually ultimately its downfall. Is I didn't hate it. So yeah, it's uh, it's utterly forgettable. Yeah, I I smiled. Right. Yeah, I mean, I get so I I gave it a six. Oh, like, good. Well, I gave it a seven. Yeah. Well, let's fight about it. Let's go. I mean, yeah, we should. There's no way that this is a, a middle of the road good movie. It's <laughs> it's less than good. <laughs> I mean, it looks nice. Like it's it looks nice, and like Tom Hanks, I think, was going for an aesthetic, and I think that he achieved that goal. Um, but. I don't know. There was no hook. Everything was there was no no um there was no hook to draw me in. There were no obstacles for them to overcome. There was, you know, zero drama, 
minimal comedy. And I guess I had the same damn, you know, opening bars of that song. Yeah. Great. It's catchy too now. Yeah, it's fine. No edge. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like Tom Hanks' career. I mean, he doesn't really do things like he doesn't do any edgy shit, you know? I mean, no. I think we talked about before, like he's never played like a serial killer or a really bad guy. No. You know, he's always just the, you know, the smiling face you could depend on. And yeah. he may or may not come back in some of the uh, movies we talk about tonight. But, um, you know, it's him and Steven Spielberg. Do they, I don't know, man, they... They have a Pollyannish look on Hollywood, and they're they're not going to make dark edgy st- stuff. And you know, mm. I don't not not that you should be faulted for you know not liking it at all. But like, if you're looking, you not you like you, but like if people are looking for dark and edgy, yeah, you're not going to look for a Stephen unless it's Schindler's, Schindler's List. But if you want dark and edgy, you don't want Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg, right? So. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, and yeah. I think, but I think they have Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg have a lot to offer on other they fronts. Do. Yeah, absolutely. But this, I mean, I don't know. There's just nothing to this. This is just—it's like uh, I don't know. No, I didn't. I, I wasn't sitting I, there with my my arms crossed, but I I was like, yeah, there's a reason I've never seen this movie. There's right. like, there's a reason it doesn't really come up, and yeah. But I liked it. I I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I I wanted to watch it with my wife because, but uh, it just didn't work out because we run on different schedules sometimes. Anyways, yes. um. Uh, so yeah, uh, well, Fredo actually did, let me look back here. Uh, he sent us a thing. We were, we were questioning what he sent in his top five, uh, vacation flicks. Yes. And he said that thing you do is one of them. And it was kind of technically that they did it. Um, and he says, uh, I just wanted to bring it up cause it's a fun movie to watch that I revisit often without growing tired of it. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not great but i like it and that song is annoyingly catchy so pretty much he summed up what we just said yeah and i mean a few sentences i i appreciated him having it in his library and and giving us the opportunity to watch it so yeah yeah so no i yeah happy to happy to watch uh did you watch anything else i did i went and uh saw jurassic world fallen kingdom right and uh holy shit by the way that that thing you do not streaming right now Mm -hmm. gotcha go so jurassic world fallen kingdom Mm -hmm. is it fallen (sighs) franchise uh no i mean it it made a ton of money and the third one's already coming but uh i guess my big takeaway from this is fuck colin trevorrow oh Okay. He didn't direct this, but he wrote this as well as Jurassic World. And uh, Jurassic World wasn't great. This movie sucked. This movie was so fucking stupid. Uh, it is essentially the um, it's essentially the the first act is essentially a condensed version of the Lost World. 
Right. Uh, and then the second and third act are some sort of weird, like, <sighs> just weird, like, half haunted house, half, like, super villain movie. Um, so there's this mansion that they're in in a thunderstorm and there's a dinosaur hunting them and like slowly reaching out of the shadows and just doing dumb stuff that <laughs> like animals wouldn't necessarily do. I don't think unless it's like a cat cats, yeah. cats would be weird like that, but yeah. Um, some sort of, uh, velociraptor hybrid genetically bred killing machine, probably not behaving like a, uh, creature from a um guillermo del toro ghost movie yeah uh and in the basement there's a bunch of supervillains bidding on dinosaurs um that are being sold by some guy no. who is clearly a uh, donald trump stand-in <laughs> let me guess hmm. <laughs> they all get killed <sighs> i you know don't want to spoil it. I, I, uh, no, you can't spoil it because everything is so predictable. At one point, I, I was so annoyed with it. At one point, um, they were like climbing around, and I leaned over to Molly and I'm like, something's gonna jump out of this window, jump out of the window, <laughs> and uh, not to toot my own horn, uh, because it's just that predictable. Mm, um, that stinks. Yeah, and there was a. <laughs> bd wong is still alive and still yeah. a villain which i don't i i still don't really understand like i don't remember if he survived jurassic world or not but i kind of thought he died <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i thought he died in the first one and then he came back and he keeps coming he's got like two acting credits it's this yeah. and law and order svu yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes he but in the like that's the other thing too is these these they just keep parading these characters who are supposedly have been around since the beginning of this franchise, but we've never seen before. Like right. all of a sudden, um, James Cromwell, who's a fantastic actor in his yes. own right, um, is thrown into this as John Hammond's best friend and business partner, who's never been talked about for four movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's uh, a guy who... Um, he was the most obviously bad white guy since Avatar, since the Marine in Avatar, where they just let me hold on, that. hold on, hold on. Let me see. Uh, is it Charlie Charlie Rawls, the lead mercenary? Mm, I don't know. I'm looking on the on the cast from IMDb. Uh, uh here, let me let me pull it up here. He's about he's about fifteen down. <laughs> Charlie Ross. Uh, no. It okay. sounded like Buffalo Bill. Oh, no, it is. It's Ted Levine is yeah. in there. Okay. Okay. He yeah. is in there? He's yeah. Ken, Ken Wheatley. Yeah. The most blatantly obvious um, <laughs> bad bad white guy. Bad, bad white guy. Um see a great big dinosaur. Yeah. Or see a great big killing machine. Uh, no, at one point he... Uh, and this is the other thing that pisses me off so much. They give this movie a wonderful little timestamp by, of course, trying to tie it into the Trump administration, which I am not a fan of by any stretch of the imagination, but I am just so 
tired of it seeping into every single form of media because yeah. it is not an effective protest. And yeah. of course, you know, there's this there there's this badass girl who looks all of 110 pounds um, who's taken on these mercenaries. And at one point, Ted Levine goes, what a nasty woman. Like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, now I get it. Oh, this is a, what a what a great commentary. I mean, if you want to make a commentary, you know, talk about, you know, man playing God. Some of the some of the interesting elements of conflict from the original Jurassic Park. Right. Never been never come up again. That's why all yes. the sequels are so inferior. Um I was so I was also so bored during this movie that I noticed it probably happens in every movie, but I was really bothered by there's so many scenes where the main characters are submerged in water and they cut to a scene where they look no worse for the wear. I'm like, how are they dry? Yeah. And I'm sure it happens in every single movie, but that's how bored I was that I could nitpick. Yeah, you're right. Like that. And like, yeah, if you jump in, if you jump in water with mm -hmm. all your clothes on, Mm -hmm. That's messing up your day for yeah. at least a good half an hour. Yeah, you know what? If you're running around, you're going to be chafing. Yes, it's I not going to be fun. Chafing. Yes, at best. <laughs> at best, you get out of that situation with some light chafage. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are utterly, um, like, whatever the opposite of fireworks are. That's yeah. that's their on-screen chemistry. Um, so like, and jumping, I like them It's both. like cha uh, chafing, yeah. Like thighs chafing, and what wet thighs chafing is the opposite of fireworks. Yeah, it's like lighting a firework underwater. It's mm. not going to do anything. Mm. Um, and I like them both. And uh, it just, it's so, it's such a fucking mess. And I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I can't get no satisfaction. Hmm. Um, no, I I tried and tried to not see this movie but finally i was like i i have to see it i'm going to go i'm going to contribute to its 400 million dollar u.s grossing as of yesterday and i'm going to be part of the reason that there's going to be at least one more and probably two three more just run it into the ground and i understand it's not a prestige franchise anymore um but it all spawned off of a one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm stuck. I'm yeah. Stuck. You are. Well, the, in, in, the the thing is like, I, I enjoyed uh, the last or uh, the last one. Uh, I did too. Yeah. Jurassic world. I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. Like it was a good blockbuster movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, um, but again, it has the same like weird. It, it has those, you know, it doesn't have great characters with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, the, and, and just so many just weird leaps, like with BD Wong is all of a sudden the villain, <laughs> just so, so much odd stuff that's supposedly been going on since 93. Um, but I still enjoyed it and I was excited. And I think we talked about this with vacation movies. I feel like it paid off the promise of Jurassic of there being a Jurassic Park, and you get to see that park, and it's absolute. And there was more humor in it with um, what's his name uh, from 
safety not guaranteed, uh, Jake Johnson and oh, the, the first one, yeah, yeah. And what's her name? Yeah, yeah. There yeah. are a couple. There, there are some some better characters. This is just so utterly uninteresting. And I gave it a five. Uh, it's Judy Greer. Yes, Judy Greer was in it. Um, yeah, there. Yeah, this is just weird leaps of faith. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is also now a dinosaur advocate. Um, <laughs> for she's. whatever reason, yeah, like at the end of the last movie, she was just you know a, a corporate shill, and now she's like, we need to protect these majestic creatures after watching her <laughs> her assistant get fucking <laughs> rocked and like drowned by <laughs> these pteranodons or whatever. <laughs> and uh, there's other things in the script that honestly, it's like they know. So the girl I was talking about who's, you know, all of 110 pounds that's that's standing up to the mercenaries. Um I uh she's on the phone and she's she says something like I I'm a paleo veterinarian and yes, that's a real thing. It's like it's almost like you knew the question the audience was having is like are you really really this is a real thing now? Yes, it's a real thing. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. What'd you give it? Ah, uh, five. Yeah, right in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. It's average. Yeah, two, two, <laughs> two below a seven, which I consider a, a middle of the road good movie. That's right. There's cool shots. I mean, they're still trying to make. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Now I was just gonna. I, I was waiting to pause here so Brooke can say hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good. Good. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm officially old. Mm, doubt it. Hmm. Nice try. Forty's <laughs> the new twenty. That's yeah. So. That's what I'm told. Yes. So uh, I heard you're doing um what's the topic again? Sweet? sweet movies. Yeah. Sweet movies. I said pretty woman. Oh. The uh Jason Alexander classic. Yeah. Uh I mean that's Is that rated R? I don't know if it's rated R. It is. T- today, today it would be. <laughs> no, by today's standards, today. it's pretty tame, I think. But Today it would be PG. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. It's, it's a sweet little movie. It's been a long time since I've only seen it once. I know, it's crazy, right? Once? I know. Once is never enough with the Julia Roberts vehicle. But it's a comedy romance they have it listed as? That's interesting. Well, mm-hmm. It's in alphabetical order. I know, but I would, wouldn't think of it as a comedy. Mm-hmm. What? Whenever she closes her fingers in her Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to bed. All so right. you two knock yourselves out. That's the plan. It was good talking to you again. <laughs> you too. He's all yours. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you. Oh well. Uh, my f- the best thing that Pretty Woman ever did was uh, spawn 
a very brief um, but very great Chappelle skit about how okay. mo- how movies actually would end. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's given the monologue about how uh, how great it sounds to be a prostitute. And he goes, <laughs> "Okay, you <laughs> got to get the fuck out now." <laughs> That's funny. Yes, yes, but yeah. They keep trying to make dinosaurs into superheroes. T Rex is supposed to be the save savior of this movie and i gotta tell you he's got more of a through line than some of the human characters well don't they try to do that in the last ever since the first one they yeah. well no actually they did it in the first one the t-rex has been the hero well the the um the t-rex and the uh velociraptors get distracted with each other in the uh in the end of the first one so the humans can escape right but in in this one, they're being like flat out saved by dinosaurs because I don't know they feel dinosaurs feel empathy now. I'm not sure. Mm. Also, I mean, mm, I don't I don't want to spoil it, but there's just there's so much. Bizarre. You can't you can't spoil that. Like, <laughs> there's so much bizarre can't. shit going on. <laughs> it's just things that are like what? Like you've gone full B movie. Oh, it is rated R. Sorry. Yeah, pretty wonderful. Um, pretty uh, sweet. So just like, yeah, yeah, B-movie. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah $150 million B-movie. Yeah, and I, like, it's coming from someone who loves B-movies. Like, I think lean into it. But, like, the script just takes itself so seriously and, and takes all these opportunities to... Make know, social make a, social take stands. a stance, but it's just so paper thin and and tacked on that it's just eye rolling. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it goes back to what we've talked about with show don't tell. Yeah, like there's no reason that this girl who um this girl can't be tough, but when you just say like oh she's a nasty woman or like oh i yeah i'm you know i'm tough like we see through that develop the yeah. character yeah don't just say just don't oh we got strong women in ours yeah we need a strong female lead at no point is it through i mean i don't want to tell, <laughs> i guess it's a, a treading on thin ice here but like alien aliens at no point is it thrown in your face that Ripley right. is like, she's a strong woman. Like it's not overt and over the top. And like, trust your audience a little bit. That's or, why, she, or get yeah. better writers. Colin Trevorrow yeah. is not doing a great job. Well, that's why she's beloved. You know, Ellen yeah. Ripley. Yeah. Well, or that's you know why she's forgotten when Wonder Woman finally has a strong female lead. Finally, for the first yeah. time in Hollywood. It's like, okay, okay, we get it. You need you might need a little reminder. Go watch uh go watch Alien and Aliens. They're mm-hmm. they're amazing. Watch uh The Abyss. Mm-hmm. Watch um I'm trying to think what else. Well, a lot of hell, a lot of the, the B slasher movies. Yeah. I the mean final as much girl. as as much as they you know, it's you know, they're they say they're exp- Explo- exploitive, mm-hmm. Ex- you know. They're gratuitous they actually, for sure. Yeah, but they also always have the 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 female winning at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're also very 
they have very like religious undertones. Yeah. Or if yeah. you drink, smoke, or have sex, you'll be killed. Yeah. The virgin survives till the end. That's right. But all these Christians got to get on their high horse. Hmm. Are we recording? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't appreciate things being like thrown in my face. Like, look, see, this is what it looks like. Like, there's a subtle way to do it. And the subtle yeah. way is more effective, especially when we're talking about great cinema. Yep. Nuances. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Character development. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, here's the badass. Watch how badass they yeah, are. Yeah, check out how badass. Like, okay. Okay, okay. Anyways, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Check it out. Strong recommendation. It's still in theaters. I say go um, throw your money down the toilet. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, Look forward well, to watched... uh, 2021 when I review the next one. <laughs> um. I watched a movie that was kind of out of nowhere. Um, uh, the Crawler Show had Michael Bean on an episode, and they also had Rosanna Ar- Arquette on um, on another episode. And um, Bob Bryan brought up the divide with them on both of the episodes of movie he saw a while ago. It's from 2011. I was like, eh, I'll see if it's playing anywhere. It's streaming. It's streaming on uh, Vudu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's ads with it, kind of like that Tubi. Mm-hmm. Like you can watch, you can watch free movies out there, guys. You don't have to subscribe to everything. Uh, if you get some of these, some of these subscriptions, you can get in, but you just have to watch like a commercial every half an hour or something like something like that. Which is, and it's only like a 15 to 20 second commercial, so it's not too bad. But the Divide uh, from 2011 starred Michael Bean, um, Roseanne Arquette, like I said, Courtney B. Vance. Um, uh, a couple other character actors you might recognize, but um, this is basically what happens is at the beginning of the movie, there's a a uh, a nuclear explosion in, I think it's in New York City. Yeah, it's in New York City. And everyone's running to the basement trying to, or running and trying to get out, and they uh, a few stragglers get to the basement, and it's what happens to these people trapped in a basement and after a nuclear uh Explosion or nuclear holocaust, and um, it kind of like it's not a great movie, but it's it is a B movie. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's like what we're talking about. It's a you know real low budget, three million dollars. I mean, it did it made twenty two thousand dollars gross, which is a shame uh, because it it deserves a little bit more than that, um, or a good bit actually, because it's not a it's not a terrible movie. It's it's uh, basically it just kind of. it shows how we can devolve as a, as a culture or, you know, like, uh, what's that thing? You know, we lose power for three or four days and, 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 uh, you know, where, where, what will we become yeah. in that time? You know, or, you know, it's just kind of exploring the human, um, the human, uh, I'm lost for words. Everyone's finishing my sentences here, yeah. but um, um, so any, uh, there's some there's some a lot of overacting, but also some good acting. Um, it gets kind of graphic and kind of gory. Um, 
I don't know. I I like this movie. It was I gave it a six. Um, it's it's worth your watch though. It's it's one of those sixes that are, you know, it, there's definitely some problems with it, but overall, it and it has. Well, I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna spoil it that way, but um, yeah, uh, the Divide streaming on Vudu. Just for some stupid reason, I decided to watch it. Nice. Um, and I enjoy myself watching it. So, or I no, I didn't. That's I can't. That sounded dirty. I. <laughs> Um, sure. No, I, I enjoyed myself mm-hmm. while watching it. That's still. I myself dirty. enjoyed watching it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, I didn't know Voodoo had that feature. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, if you go on to the thing, it'll come up with um, just looking at it right now. It, it it has a bunch of free movies. Watch for free right now. Scar- Starsky and Hutch is playing. Happy Ooh. Feet, The Replacement, A Man Apart, Walk Hard, Sing White Female, Eight Legged Freaks, My Dog <laughs> Skip, Sleep in, in Seattle, Cadillac Records, Dolphin Tail, Michael Clayton. Oh, Michael Clayton, that's a good movie. That's a good one. Demolition Man, uh, Racing Stripes, All the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. Three Kings. Um, Toy Soldiers. Oh, that was a good one from back in the day. Not the Toy Soldiers you're thinking about. The Toy Storage. Um, it has Sean Astin in it. Uh, Hackers, Wildcats, Outbreak, Fright Night. Yeah. So, Johnny Mnemonic, House of Wax. Oh, that's where you get to see uh, what's her name die. Right. <laughs> Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Rum Diary. It's a bad movie. Anyways. <laughs> You get my you get my point. Yes, it's all free on that. I like it. Uh, oh, Drive is on there too. Nice. Yeah, your next is on there. Domino's on Ooh. there. Bunch of movies I like. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Wind Talkers. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Death of Smoochie. All right, sorry. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so what's going on next week? What are we doing? Uh, next week we are, um, rebooting franchises. Yes. So, yes, we're going to be doing that with a guest. Yes. And so stick next around to see who that is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we may not get into the rebooted fan tr- franchises next week, uh, but we will be talking about a couple movies next week for sure. Indeed. Um, yes. Um, well... I've got for you from uh, 2015, streaming on Netflix right now, Slow West. Yes. And uh, I noticed Cody Smith McPhee from Paranorman is in there. Oh, there you go. So. And also. I love it already. Mm-hmm. And Michael Fassbender. Yes. Is a gunslinger maybe? I don't know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, that's streaming on Netflix. And for you, uh, I, I threatened you with it last week. And mm-hmm. you're gonna watch it this week. Uh, Hoodwinked! Excla- exclamation point! Yes. From 2005 uh, on Netflix right now, a movie that I find interesting. I don't know if you'll find corny, but uh, my wife actually uses it as storytelling. And I told I said this last week, right? Um, she she teaches it in her class. Yes. So, um, yes, Hoodwinked! A movie I really really like. Underrated. And for the listeners, 
All right. Um, for the listeners, uh, from 1986, streaming Amazon Prime right now. Uh, we talked about John Hughes two weeks ago, maybe last week. Yep. Um, he did a movie in 86 called Pretty in Pink, starring Molly Ringwald. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, uh, that's a little, it's not as uh, funny. No. It's a little bit darker. Yeah, it's uh, uh it, it's not sixteen candles. No, and and I think about John Cryer, and I uh, I hate him so much. <laughs> not that he's a bad person or anything like that. I just hate Two and a Half Men. Yeah, so much. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's on. Like I turn on my TV, it feels like it's on all the time. Yeah, Two and a Half Men, and that that was like the most popular show in the world, and it's terrible. It's it the is. worst. It's and then and then. Ashton Kusher came on, and it's even worse. Somehow, yeah. Like, I and I've never even watched it. But I just know how about it is. No, so. it's, it's garbage. I hate Chuck Lorre. Knows how to make him though, man. Fuck. I uh, mean, does he though? Like, it, I I think there 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 is a skill to <laughs> to making money, but you know it's it's done by appealing to the lowest common denominator, and if you can, um. You know, give up your it's same same reason I hate Drake is you don't make good music. You make music for the largest demographic. Yeah. And if that's yeah. how you define success, then good on you. But yeah. I, I don't have to respect you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's really bad. So anyways, yeah, uh, pretty pink uh, for me, for the listeners. Uh, talk about a B movie. This is a B movie. Yeah. Uh, but. A good B B movie. I I this when this is on, like if I see it on TV, <laughs> I will stop every fucking time. Nice. Uh, Deep Blue Sea from 1999, uh, starring Thomas Jane and Samuel L. Jackson and L. O. Cool J and uh, a hot British chick <laughs> who, for some reason, has to get into her panties just to you know get away from a shark for safety. Yes, for safety. Uh, yeah. Uh, fun fun little watch. Just stupid. Uh, Stupid fun watch. Uh, I and uh, Shark Week was on last week, mm-hmm. so while Brooke and I were on our little uh, retreat away from the child and having fun, uh, Shark Week was on all weekend. So we spent some time in the hotel room and we we just had it on in the background the whole time. Nice, making sweet love to yeah Shark Week. Hey, there you go. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, nice. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea. Very enjoyable. All right. So next week, we will be talking Hoodwinked, streaming on Netflix, and Slow West, also streaming on Netflix. Uh, If you want to wait and hear what we have to say about those movies, uh, of course, you can check out um, some Bruinview approved streaming recommendations, Deep Blue Sea on Netflix, and Pretty in Pink on Amazon Prime. Yes. And yes, we will have a guest on for next week to yeah. talk about those movies and much more, I'm sure. Yes. And also the week after. So if you want to get in uh, quick or get in slow, maybe uh, mm-hmm. we are we are going to be talking about rebooted franchises with different directors. So maybe uh, perhaps maybe Jurassic Park might fall on Andrew's list <laughs> and maybe Lars Van Trier. Yeah. Oh, my or... God. <laughs> Uh yeah, I want uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Winden Ruffin to do Jaws. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be some skinny white chick uh, doing heroin. Yes. Yeah, it'll be some sort of weird metaphor yeah. that it won't yes. quite get, but it won't really matter. And someone throws up an eyeball, yeah. and it's not the shark. Mm-hmm. Tune in. It's crazy. <laughs> Stupid fucking... Uh, um, it'll consume you, bro. Yeah. Oh, uh, but before we get too far <laughs> into our topic... God, I hated that so much. It was so fucking pretentious. Um, oh, yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, Neil, <laughs> Neil <laughs> chimed in uh, from two weeks ago. He wanted to talk about uh, animated. Or wait, that was last week. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted to talk about that. Um, Madam Min, uh, his his top five uh, animated villains number five, Madam Mim, uh, the Sword and Stone from 1963, Medusa mm-hmm. from Clash of the Titans, which is cheating. Oh no, that's from 1981. So no, good on you. I like that. <laughs> that's fine. Cheater. Uh, if it was the new Clash of Titans, I was going to call it. Uh, Preston from Wallace and Gromit, Gromit's A Close Shave in 1995. Oh, no like idea what one. he's... That's I, very British of him. Yes, very, very British of him. Uh, number two, Scar from Lion King. Yes, obviously, that's... Yes, very... Great example. Uh, what's, who, uh, what's his name? Um, he talks like... Uh, like that's, that's more Sean Connery. Um, no, we all know who he is. Damn it. Uh, 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 uh. And Shere Khan from uh, uh, from the oh Book, yeah uh, from 2016, uh, which I think a movie we both really liked, right? The the animated Jungle Book by um, John uh, Favreau. John Favreau, yeah, yeah, not the animated, um, Be the live action, live action, sort. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but and then he did chime in on this week's topic, which I maybe we'll say at the end of the, after we're done with our list. How about that? Yes, yeah. Um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, yes. Yeah, I had to look it up. I could not remember. Um, also, he did watch uh, Coco. He really enjoyed it. And also, he enjoyed the um, uh, the visual yeah. aspect of it to it. Um, and he watched The Hatred, which I don't know. But he really didn't like it. <laughs> bad plot, bad script, bad acting. Just bad. One out of ten. The Hatred. Uh, Truth or Dare he watched mm-hmm. this movie is okay it remind, reminded me of a little of a lesser It Follows oh. which uh, yeah It Follows is a high standard Ghost <laughs> Stories um, I don't even I don't even know what that is 2018 Ghost Stories I, I looked up The Hatred and <laughs> on IMDB and people who like this also liked one of the movies is Clowntergeist Clowntergeist? <laughs> what? Uh, Emma, a college student with a crippling fear of clowns, of course, they always have it, uh, must come face to face with her worst fear when an evil spirit in the body of a clown is summoned. Uh, look on the cast of the top bill cast, the third one in, and his, uh, of which his shot of uh, Clowntergeist. Oh, man. Clowntergeist. John Ray Firth. Fittith. His uh, his biopic is... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing okay for himself. A little, yeah. little bit of pubic hair. It looks... Yeah, he's trying to show that V, if yeah. he has one. Yeah. Uh, I... Well... 
<laughs> oh, he's got he's got a he's got a demo reel, mm. a five minute demo reel mm-hmm. on IMDb. I don't know if we should do that on here or not. Nah, I don't. That's probably not great pod. But I mean, he's in Clowntergeist as the town sheriff. So Clowntergeist you know from 2017. Dead. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look that up and see if we can watch well, it. It's on Prime. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. That's when we finally make good on our threat to do a uh, like riff tracks. Yeah, it might have to be in the running. Yeah, clown guys. Get that one. So yes, yeah, and ghost stories, which. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Was it Ghost Story? Uh, ghost Story. Oh, for 2000. 2000. Mm. Andy Nyman, Martin Freeman. Yeah, it looks Sounds like British. it looks very British. <laughs> oh, I did see an advertisement for this. I saw a trailer for this. An advert on the telly? Yes. <laughs> mm. Fascinating. Smashing. Hmm. Hmm. I like it. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See if that's mm-hmm. playing anywhere. I did see an advert on the telly. Good one. Good one. Good one. Okay. Well, um, do you got to pee? Got to do anything? Um, I mean, I guess I could grab another beer if I have to. Yeah. Well, why don't we do that? Yeah. Got to pee. Reconvene. Got a tingle? I, I probably will, but I'm okay at the moment. Just yes. play it safe. All right. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Be right, B. All right. Fresh beers, fresh minds. Empty uh, bladders. Fresh beers and empty bladders, mm-hmm. yes. Mm. Oh, good, good beer. Love it. Anyways. Nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. So. All right. So, yeah. Top five tonight. Yes. Uh, what we say? We said last time, what, we would say wholesome or did we say saccharine movies? What I did think we say? it's How kind we... of morphed a little bit. I think we were talking wholesome. Um very much in the vein of that thing you do. Right. We're not so much like milk toast, like blah, but like good, uh, good movies that aren't, in, yeah. aren't rough around the edges. Inoffensive and sweet. Yes. Um, wholesome, all those things. I think the, my example would be, and this is, isn't on either of our lists is like a movie like Forrest Gump. Like I, I can see how some people could hate it, but it also, it just because it's on all the time, and it's forced on your throat. <laughs> yeah, that's don't take you know take yourself away from that a little bit, and and look at it as a movie that is inoffensive. It's all around like good. We talked a little bit earlier about you know Tom Hanks not really doing any you know anything offensive at all, yeah. and uh, that kind of movie where it's almost too sweet mm-hmm. or too in a, too unoffensive or in, you know it's. Um, what are, what are the, what are the books that, um, that, uh, Matt's mom, Nora Roberts, right? Oh, yeah. The, like movies based on those books. I think those are sexy time books. Yeah. <laughs> but mo- <laughs> the movies based on those books, right? Yeah. Um, or, uh, what is the other one? Nicholas Sparks. Yes. Those, those type of movies, they don't count. They're, th- they're just for a, or like a lifetime movie or a Hallmark movie. We're not talking about that. We're talking about actually good movies that we like. Mm-hmm. That and no offense if you like the Hallmark movies, because my if my wife is listening, she ends up watching them all the time. The Christmas ones that start in October. Yes, yes, they're always centered around a gazebo, mm-hmm. and they always have a um, 
a overworked lady who comes back to find that uh, the person she left for her career is still back there and still doing his thing and maybe has a kid to uh, is widowed and I think I mean we just wrote, we wrote run right yes yeah, yeah. Uh, not talking about that you know like the feel those kind of we, and we should write we should collaborate on that and try and sell it to the Hallmark yeah channel. we could right just just be writers just for the Hallmark it out. yeah yeah Okay, after, I got after I shit on Chuck Lore for having no no yeah. integrity. No integrity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what am I holding in my pen? Okay, pen. I have a pen in my hand. Okay, uh, pen salesman mm-hmm. uh, is on rough times. Yeah, and he he's he's disillusioned about Christmas, but he goes back home mm-hmm. and he runs into the lady, and she brings his heart back to Christmas. Maybe yeah. there's a kid involved. Okay. Anyways, not talking about those. We're talking about movies that have some substance that are, are directed and acted well, or maybe not even that. To that, okay. yeah, maybe not yeah, even that. <laughs> maybe not, but but careful. But, but movies that that somehow found something that you liked in it, or we liked in it. Yeah. Um, I guess the the list will kind of explain itself. Yeah. I guess as we go down. Yeah. So it's just kind of a tough one for me to get together because, as I previously said, I'm like I I need, and maybe it's a, a faulting on my part as a viewer. Obviously, I know my taste, but. Um, also, you know, you need to learn to appreciate things. I, I had trouble thinking of anything, like even the stuff I thought of, I was like, look up and I'm like, um, not pretty woman, but the exact same thing. It was like, oh, that's a nice little movie. It's rated R. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, see, I don't sure. mind the, well, I don't see, necessarily. I, yeah. I'm just I telling went you back and I forth on that a little bit. Yeah. I, I get you. I get you. Um, all right, well, let's do it. Do you want to uh, go first? We go first. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. I'll get it out of the way since um, it's <laughs> it's become something of a, of a joke. Um, but inoffensive, PG, uh, in 1994, the Minnesota Miracle Man took the oh, Jesus uh, <laughs> Christ. Team USA. Yeah, uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks, completely inoffensive. Um, there's just no, uh, it just is always doing, you know, the right thing. And like, even when the coach is, you know, losing the locker room to use a popular term in sports today, Mm -hmm. um, even when he's losing the locker room, he's doing things like eating ice cream with the assistant coach from another team. And it's just, it is so like saccharine and like you, it's paint by numbers, and it, I really enjoy this movie, and a lot of it is just straight up. It well, it's partly it, nostalgia goggles, and I don't want to say ironically enjoy it, but I I enjoyed the ridiculousness of it at this point, right? And I think by oh my god, I I ate this shit up when I was a kid. <laughs> well, and it, and it's kind of right because it's, by saying it's saccharine, it's kind of it's fake sweet, right? Yeah, it's like you know it's you know it's um, pandering, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't mind the pandering, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, there's a scene where you know uh, Keenan Thompson, probably most famously at this point from from Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. He he plays a hockey player from South Central Los Angeles. He's probably the maybe him and Tim Nettles are the longest running. He is the longest active. Is he? Yeah, or of all time, not just active. Right. He's the longest running cast member. Um, but yeah, it just like stuff like that where it's just like, oh, of course it's uh, 
you know. Of course, he's from, and even in the scene in the movie, it's not like a very rough neighborhood, but they, they're, it's made to understand that this is someone from a different world, uh, the, the black player. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, but I love it. I enjoy it. Um, no. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now, and uh, if it is, uh, get ready for some uh, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's D two, right? It's that's D two, yeah. D two, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Uh, no, it is not streaming. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I. I had to get it out of the way. I know, I know. Um, okay, so my number five from 2014, a movie I think we both liked. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, stream on Showtime, but I. For some reason, I found like I like this movie. And this is uh, it, it's rated R, uh, but it overall it was just a sweet movie, and that's I, what I think I'm, I was going for. Just like something that like a kind of a feel good movie, mm-hmm. that I could wrap my arms around um, the movie Chef. Yeah, uh, uh, with John Favreau and uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s. Well, not so much Scarlett Johansson, well, a little bit, and then you know John Leguizamo. Yeah, uh, a bunch um, of people kicking around. Yeah, um, I, just a movie that kind of kind of came a one, but I like a movie that I really enjoyed. Like I was happy to see mm-hmm. like John Favreau kind of get back into his own. Like this yeah. is right before he did uh, the movie we just talked about. Uh, probably while he was doing um, the Jungle Book, because of all the like the CGI and stuff that had to go into uh, the Jungle Book, it probably took two years to do. You know, that came out in, what, 2016. Mm-hmm. This came out in 2014, probably shot in, like, 15, 20 days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just an overall sweet movie. You, you fell in love with the characters, and that's a, one of the big things. You have to love the characters, love the premise, and and and, and <laughs> most of these movies, everyone ends up happy. And yes. that's and sometimes that's okay. You know, you don't have to be dis- disturbed by it. And sometimes I feel like, I go searching for that movie, mm-hmm. like a movie that is like going to make me feel like something's either um, I, like I'm not looking at to feel good about myself, but I'm looking to feel moved, like either emotionally, like like how could they or, you know, like devastated or so. I don't know. But like sometimes a good, fun, uh, feel good movie is worth it. And uh, this one. Uh, it hits all those buttons, and I loved him. I loved the kid. I loved his ex-wife. I loved all everything wow. about it. <laughs> I think we all love his ex-wife. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a fun movie. It's it is streaming on Showtime right now. I know that's nice. not everyone gets that, but um, if you can check it out, Chef is a really, really just good movie. Like I'm not yeah. saying like it's like a good and bad. You know, like uh, feel good movie. Yeah, I mean, it and, would it would make sense that this this would be something that's kind of up our alley too. Um, I mean, it's not overt, but the movie is about John Favreau making movies. Pretty much, it's it's him. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, goes, that's he. That's why he made it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's him. It's him. You know, starting out and then getting huge. You know. Yeah. From swingers to going and doing Iron Man, and then all of a sudden, for some stupid reason, he gets kicked out. He's like disenfranchised oh. by the big Marvel machine, yeah. and now he goes and does his own thing, and and yeah, learns how I, to love again. 
That's right. So yeah. All right. All right. I I yeah. Big fan of this. I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh all right, my number four. We talked about it last week. It is uh the <laughs> incredibly inoffensive uh nineteen ninety seven film adaptation of Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> I I find this movie to be very funny. <laughs> Christopher McDonald is fantastic as Ward. <laughs> uh, Eric Von Detten, who voiced uh, Sid in Toy Story, is he plays Wally. <laughs> yeah. Cameron Finley plays Beaver. Who, uh, if you're wondering who is that, uh, so are we. Yeah. Same. 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 Um, it, it just is totally like family friendly. The stakes are low. Um, basically, you know, beavers just grew up and he gets a new bike for his birthday and it's stolen in his small Ohio town and the hilarity ensues. Uh, I was doing a little, little research, uh, the writers, uh, for this, are uh, Brian Levant and Lon Diamond, and they both spent a ton of time working. Um, they have a ton of television credits, so it kind of um, makes sense that they would kind of make the move or, or focus on something that's a little more TV-oriented. And the movie, it's honestly, like, it's the quality of a made-for-TV movie anyways. So. Right. Um, but it's sweet, non-offensive, you know, there's, there's laughs to be had. I remember, um, <laughs> my dad actually really likes, uh, this movie as well. So, and yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, 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 that probably hits a, uh, that, that's mo- one of the qualifiers, right? You, like your, your parents would love it. Your yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They don't have to, uh, it's one of those things you can put on. You don't have to worry about like, oh, you know. What are the boys watching in there? And there's fun to be had. So yeah, I like it. Um, all right. Well, no, I don't know. Not that I, I've never seen it, so I can't say it. It's just yeah. It's all good. Um. So uh, my number four from 1998, streaming on Netflix right now. A movie you and I, I know both like, mm-hmm. uh, and you lived there for a little bit. Uh, the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie that is. Like all the things I said about Chef, like, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, well, you know what? What's what's weird about some of these movies? Mm-hmm. That I'm talk, like, well, the probably three out of the five have actually some pathos and a little bit to say about, like, they have a deeper meaning. Like, they will, uh, they have a more of a social commentary. And this this does have a social commentary about you know life on TV. You know mm-hmm. who wants to be a star, who doesn't want to be a star, and all that stuff. And uh, but this movie, like, non offensive at all. Uh, you know, it's rated P- PG. Uh, 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 Jim Carrey his first really dramatic role. Like he's the most unfunny part of this movie. You know. Yeah. Um, it's the, the other people that are stumbling around him that make the movie funny, but it does have some pathos. It does have, uh, that gravitas you, you need to have like a little bit of, uh, Hey, what are we really doing here in our, in this world? You know, mm-hmm. where it's kind of hitting the, 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 
the masses as a you know uh, a think piece you know like a, a, a global or like a, a bigger think piece mm-hmm. type thing um which isn't that much of a think piece but whatever um but just a really good really good really good sweet fun movie i really like this thing it's it's innovative ed harris is amazing laura linney kills it um everyone in this is just really uh embrace the role and it, i thought it was a as much as it was for the masses it had it had something to say and yeah. um and i appreciate it and i think every i don't know many people that are like fuck this movie yeah that's true and that, that's another you know whether you're you're you know your parents can watch it or no one really has anything bad to say about it. No. And you know, it's 8.1 on, on, uh, on the, uh, the, uh, IMDb oh, wow. score. So that's, that's really, really high for a, yeah. Cause usually they're like 7.2. But, yeah. uh, and that's, you got 790,000 ratings. That's a lot yeah. for a movie from 98. On yeah, and, it, and it, one of the I think one of the, another criteria is you can play it on you can play yeah, it on you can um, put it on TV. Yeah, you can put it on TV. Like a movie like Shawshank would be is is a movie that is really as much as it's a prison film. It's not like Start Up. It's you know no. Every there's very there's few good things bu- are like Start Up though. No, uh, and I appreciate that tweet you sent to uh, to IMDb. Oh yeah, no love. Yeah, no love. Um, from them. Yeah, uh, but like, but there's another thing is like, most of the time in these type of movies that we're talking about, there's there's good guys and there's bad guys. There's very little nuance. Mm-hmm. But a movie like Truman Show, eh, maybe a little bit. You know, like, um, you know, Chef. Pretty much everyone's either good guys or bad guys. I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> Everyone pretty much has a good motivation. Yeah. In chef. Uh yeah. I like it. That I am a fan of that movie. But it is like you said, I have not yet come across someone. Maybe one of our listeners, email us. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. You hate it? Tell us. We wanna know. We want to know. Yep. All right. Uh my number three is it's a risky pick it's rated pg-13 mm. mm-hmm. uh it has some uh some uh, scary fantasy elements to it um but it is about as saccharine as you would expect a movie based on a theme park ride would be from 2003 uh the pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl oh that's the, a really good one the first one the the only one that is just good from start to finish, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, yeah, there's some some scary elements to it, um, but it's it's mostly uh, I, I haven't really seen it through a kid's eyes, but I feel like <laughs> it's it's pretty clear there's no danger. And then uh, you know, for for a movie based on pirates, there there sure is not a lot of pillaging or raping. No. No, yeah, uh, um, that's a really good pick, mm-hmm. a really good pick because it is like accessible to everyone. Yes, 
Um, and like my son could watch it. He might get a little scared with, yeah. you know, whatever, but, um, but a legitimately good movie. And, and actually I think it was at the end of the second one when she, when she turns down or goes away from the Orlando Bloom character, like my wife and I, when we watched it, we were like, Oh my God, that bitch. <laughs> like both at the same time we looked at each other like, oh, What? I remember that distinctly. We we're sitting. He I think trusted we were at, her. <laughs> I know. We. I think we were at the. We were at the. We have a drive-in real close to us, and we mm. went and saw it there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. It and it just. Um, it's sweet. It's. Uh, you know, Johnny Depp is the dashing rogue and the, um, the movie that <laughs> ruined his career. Um, it happened to also be one of his best performances. Yeah, <laughs> he just happened to get yes. very tired of it very quickly. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, just he was he was amazing. He was Sparrow. fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's a theme park ride is, and he was nominated for an Oscar for his performance. Theme park rides don't typically inspire that type of performance. So no, no, yeah, not usually. Not. not usually. Usually they go the other way. Yeah, it's like you get a theme park after. Yeah. A ride after you. Uh, Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Yeah. Didn't really have the impact. I like that. Yeah. That was a good one, though. No, that's that's actually would fall into this. That list, actually, right? yeah, I was just thinking that as soon as I said it. Yeah. Good little movie. But this movie's much better. Um, yes, for sure. It, it's well-crafted, well-directed, and very much so accessible. And very much mm-hmm. the good guys win. You know, um, Johnny Depp, is he good? Is he bad? Yeah, he's a good guy. Deal with it. You know what makes me mad about that whole series? Like, I was trying to look up stuff for a couple weeks ago whenever we did um, the historical or, you know, the figures, the biopics one. Yes. And I was looking for the director of, you know, uh, Gore, Gore Verbinski. Yes. But, like, I was trying to look up which one was the first one. And there's so many of them now. There's, like, what, six, five, six of them? There's and I could- at least, like... I think I've only seen half of them. I've only seen yeah. the the first three, and I. But like I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out which was the first one because they don't have the numbers after them. Yeah, which you know, and tell me which one's the second one. Uh, Dead Man's Chest. Third one. At World's End. Are you sure? Yes, those are the Damn only it. three I've seen. Okay. Um. There's. Isn't there one with uh? What's his name? He was uh, Javier Bardem. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah. Okay. And then I know there's one with Penelope Cruz, which I'm not gonna sit through. Maybe <laughs> if I was 13, I'd sit through the whole movie just to maybe catch a glimpse of their cleavage. But mm. just, who has the time these days? Yeah, when That's you can all, just pull it up. Yeah, it's all on Mr. Skin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. Yeah, I stopped, I mean the second and third one they did the the like matrix sequels move where they did back to back movies and there was no resolution at the end of the second one. I have a real problem with that. I think movies it, it needs to be self-contained or you need to you know, put it on two DVDs if you have to. The Godfather Part 2 made it work. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I just I've yeah yeah. Pirates the Curse of the Black Pearl was fantastic. Um, nothing else has 
has uh, kept my interest in the franchise. Yeah. Rather just revisit that one. And I think it's one that everyone can watch and enjoy. You bet. All right. Uh, my number three is a movie that just came out recently, and but I know that it's going to be making rounds on mm-hmm. the TBSs and TNTs of the world and the USAs and all that stuff. A uh, movie that you haven't seen, but my wife and I, for some reason, it is it is inoffensive unless you hate musicals mm-hmm. and you would be offended. But The Greatest Showman, it is uh-huh. like it is the definition of a saccharine piece because like P.T. Barnum was just not a good man. Infamous piece of garbage. Yes. <laughs> but Hugh Jackman makes me love him yeah. so much. And he is he he embraces this role so much. I've talked about this before. Um, he embraces it so much, and like the songs are catchy and good. Like I'm, now, I'm starting to get a little sick of them because my wife plays them all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, um, but it's um, and and it, it does kind of tackle the you know the race thing a lot. You know, like there's um, what what's her name? Zidane, 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 Zendaya, uh, Zendaya. Yeah. Yes. And her and uh, Zach Efron have a little bit of a fling, but you know his parents are rich, stiff, white wow. people, and like they'd have shocking ass kids. Yeah, they wouldn't. <laughs> you bet. And then um, they'd turn eighteen and it'd go to shit. Yes. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but it, like this movie, there's nothing like you can you can. Uh, I'm, I'm sure many people people could pick it apart, but for me. I loved it. it. I know what it is. I know it's pandering. I know it's, but I still really enjoyed it I, for some reason. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm just getting soft my old age, but just a s- nice movie. Yeah. Not a sweet movie. Nice movie. Um, a saccharine movie. A sac- this is a saccharine movie. Truman Show, sweet movie. Chef, yes. sweet movie. Greatest Showman, saccharine. Nice. Yeah, I got to check it out because um, I hear nothing but good things about it. And, and really, it, the only bad thing people have to say about it was like P.T. Barnum was actually a fucking monster. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah, was. But this movie is entertainment, and yeah, you know. Um, so I'm sorry. So, I have to. I'm trying not to laugh while you're <laughs> while you're explaining that. Because I went on uh, YouTube after I was um, while I was talking about Leave It to Beaver. I was hoping to find like some some good like one liners from the movie or something, and uh, <laughs> someone made a video uh, called "Top Ten Leave It to Beaver Babes Countdown," the original series. <laughs> so it has oh. like girls, <laughs> girls from oh. the black and white sitcom. Just babes. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, there's a girl the. The like thumbnail is a girl who is very much a child, like not a babe. Sorry. Mm. I mean, she might have aged very well, but uh, leave it to Beaver's pretty old. Mm. So, <laughs> sorry, I was trying not to laugh about that. <laughs> Top ten, leave it to Beaver, babes. Uh, what is this? An open secret? <laughs> uh. <laughs> These chicks will have you saying, "Gee, Wally." <laughs> Uh. Anyways, Wally. Uh. All right, all right. So my number two. This movie is ever present. I feel like it's 
fits so many, it checks so many of the boxes of lists we do. And I mean, guys, let me know. Um, we do this show cause we like doing it, but you know, we also want people to enjoy it. Um, am I talking about what about Bob too much? No. <laughs> Thank you. That's the, that is the answer I was hoping for. In 1991, Frank Oz directed Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus as uh, uh, a psychotherapist and a neurotic patient who uh, wind up on a vacation together. And mm-hmm. it is just, I I think it's just like such a sweet movie and it, it it is so inoffensive and and the humor is great and there's like one or two scenes like i'm thinking from like a family i'm thinking in a family way here there's like mm-hmm. one or two scenes with a little bit of coarse language um but it's you know it's fleeting and it's um you know great teaching moment for parents take it from yeah. me a guy who has no kids uh no well it it, it felt earnest like like yeah. everyone Everyone was putting on their best foot. Like no one was like phoning it in. You know, yeah. uh, Richard Dreyfuss was, um, like he was like Bill Murray wouldn't have worked if Richard Dreyfuss wasn't as good as he was in it. Right. Yeah. He is an incredible foil. Yes. Um. And it, like no one, no one mailed it in, and no. it was, it was, it was legit. It. Yeah. Yeah. The family is so. I mean, Julie Haggerty does such a great job. She's such a like. Wide-eyed, innocent. Yeah, such like a kind, kind. She just has the most like sweet, like motherly voice, <laughs> like just perfectly cast. And it's like sing-song. Yeah, voice. It's it's like beautiful and innocent, and uh, it it just ah. The only person having a bad time in this movie is Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it is just it's a treat, and most treats are. A little saccharine. That's right. I don't even think it. I don't even. I think that's more of a sweet movie. That's, that's yeah. That's like uh, the real sugar cane. Yeah. The, yeah. It's that's the good stuff right there. Yeah. All right. Um. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. I I didn't even think of that, but it it falls in line with my number one a little bit. Uh. But my number two. This is a movie that had is not quite as uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Chef wasn't, and this was is more of a sweet movie. And I think that I think one of the things I said about this movie that it was just a sweet movie is uh, from 2007, streaming on Stars, Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, nice. just just a like a, as much as it was, you felt it was so awkward, but yeah. just uh, when you say about feel good, like I was really surprised. Looking for something whenever I watch this, I thought it was going to be something dark. Yeah. Like I like for some reason I think of boxing Helena when I when when it comes to real Lars and the real girl I think I put those in the same category for some reason but <clears throat> Lars and the real girl girl um uh, what's his name Hunky McHunkington yeah um, hot hot McDude hot uh, <laughs> hot McGosling yes Ryan Gosling um it like he's earn like he is. So believable, and what's uh, what's the the his sister in law Mortimer? 
Yeah, em- Emily, Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer. Um, she's really good in that. I like in like loving like this whole when the whole town like kind of gathers around and just embraces one of their own. It, it's it's corny and feels weird, but it's not it's not that fake corn. It's they had to set it in a place like I think it was like somewhere in like Minnesota. I think they set they set it in or yeah. Wisconsin or you know some of the one of those places that just somewhere that has harsh winters that just stupid cold that just break you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, make you marry a, a blow up <laughs> toy. Yes. Um. But just like overall, just like I. I felt so good after watching that movie just because you're looking at humanity and saying, oh, we got someone that's not quite right. Something's broken with him. Well, let's let's embrace him and see if we can fix it. And uh, I think the breakup scene with um, uh, I can't remember what her name was. Uh, damn it. She doesn't have an IMDb credit. Yeah, though. She probably doesn't get any credit. <laughs> um, it's just uh, it's just a sweet movie. And I I don't know. I, like it that came it came to me really late in my research as far as it, and it just came into my head just thinking oh yeah that is really really good and um the uh what was it the doctor uh what was um who did that? oh yeah um oh uh, Patri- patricia clarkson yes um just was everyone in this was perfect um and it felt real and it felt legit, but she's another one know. that just has a just a very sweet voice. Yes. Yep. So yeah, Lars and Rubicon. Nice, excellent. All right. Uh, my number one. Speaking of John Favreau, uh, in two thousand and three, he made a uh, movie that rocked the Christmas landscape. Starring Will Ferrell and James Caan mm. with a uh, Bob Newhart in a turn as an elf <laughs> in the movie Elf. Uh, it is it's such a sweet um, and I think that it's it, Will Ferrell's the POV character really helps it in being just so like sweet and innocent and um you know he's off to the big city to find his dad falls in love with a with a kind a sweet girl um you know has the love of his family with the exception of James Conn for the most part yeah um and it it's a sweet uh adorable little movie um the ending is the most saccharine thing uh that's i feel like has ever been committed to celluloid with the everyone singing christmas carols in the park yeah over the top i actually really don't like the ending of it because it is so saccharine and so like it just it's like sugary for sugar's sake mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just such a high fructose finish <laughs> um and in spite of all that i still really love the movie and i know that it is you know, once it starts uh, cooling down, um, yeah, people Soon are always as... in the mood for this movie. Um, everybody loves it because it's just it's so nice and inoffensive and makes you feel good. Yeah, uh, as soon as um, November first starts, AMC goes from horror to <laughs> to, 
to Elf. Yeah. 24 7. <laughs> 10 o'clock on Halloween. Elf. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. This is a uh, this is a movie I don't really like. Fair enough. Um cuz I uh I don't know. I there's something about it and I and I think I don't know what it is. I just I don't like the I love Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and I love every like I don't know, there's something about it. It just my my son likes it, my wife likes it and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm good." But I love Mary Steenburgen. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same here. Uh, what's uh, Step Brothers turned ten this year? Oh wow! Yeah, that is really weird. Is that right? Is that right for a new uh, for a follow up? It probably is, right? I don't that, know. That would it, make some. That would make some big money if they did it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was reading something, um, an article that a critic wrote uh, about, and it was kind of like a. A uh, you know, push up glasses, nose turned up at things type of uh, publication, mm-hmm. fancy, artsy, uh, and, and they're like the big short is Adam McKay's second, second uh, best film behind Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, <laughs> all right, I'm starting to like these guys. Yeah, but uh, uh, anyways, Elf, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has its detractors. I certainly, like, the end is just too much for me. Um, but, I th- I mean, it's one of the first things I thought of when you're talking about these sweet, like, saccharine. Yeah. No, I... I... And and I think it's it's such a good movie, but the, the ending is, like... I'm kind of tearing it down here, I guess, but the ending is so, like, insincerely sweet, like, that, that saccharine is, like, the best way I can think to, to describe it. No, I get it. Because uh, yeah, I I think it's a well, whatever. I mean, for you, well, it's your list. <laughs> hey, I'm not making you watch it. No, just dead snow. <laughs> it's the only Christmas um, movie I'll make you watch. <laughs> um, my number one. This is the first one I thought of. All right. uh, just because it is. Uh, well, we've all seen it a hundred times, and it. Mm-hmm. It's it feels like the movie it's named after it's 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 actually became become sort of the the nomenclature it has its own thing you don't even it's Groundhog Day ooh nice um just from start to finish like and a little and like I said before there is a little bit of pathos in this there's mm. like um this like why are we here what are we doing is there a god is there you know all these little things that are wrapped in this nice little fun movie, and um, we get uh, uh, oh damn it, mm, Harold Ramis directing, uh, Bill Murray starring, just great, I like a movie, and it's weird because you can watch this movie over and over and over again, just like the movie is going over and over and over again. It's just. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It really is. It's my top ten because it's so mm-hmm. it's clever. It's fun. It's 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 well written. Um, all those things and still has a good message and yeah. everyone ends up good at the end and it doesn't feel it. It it. I think one of the big things for it is like it feels like the ending is earned. You know, 
it it feels like it um it earns that ending to be nice and sweet because you go through this journey and um mm-hmm. they don't take any shortcuts it just it feels like like a perfect script to me yeah like and and executed flawlessly by bill murray you know yeah um, absolutely that would be a great um when you talk about duos uh bill murray and harold ramus yeah great yeah collaborative body of work yeah for sure uh well, let's look in i would like to see some of his uh let's see all right oh fuck he wrote 42 movies Harold Ramis, yeah. Yeah. Some are better than others. Right. Well, he has writing credit on um, Ghostbusters, uh, the the new Ghostbusters. Um, I think that's a uh, cartoon series. Or, the, I mean, I meant the... the oh, the... Um, how can he have an upcoming project? <laughs> I mean, if you wrote it... Yeah. Unless it's like a producer credit, then I think something's going on here. All right. So he did year one. Yeah. The Ice Harvest analyzed that. Bedazzled analyzed this. Analyze this is pretty good. Yeah. Multiplicity is one of my. You know what? Multiplicity could have fallen on this list. That Definitely. that's a really good flick. Um. Uh, Groundhog Day, of course. National Lampoon's Vacation. Caddyshack. Yeah. So. Uh, Ghostbusters, Stripes, Meatballs. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't get Animal any directing House. credits on those. He a lot more writing credits on those. Yeah, that's true too. But yeah, I mean, he was—he's one of those unsung, like really. You know, we get all these. Um, you know, with the um, the National Lampoons. The I can't remember his name anymore. Um, uh, the crazy, stupid whatever stone drunk. drunk yeah yeah like we get all those but like we don't hear a lot about harold ramus and how good he he was and how influential he was and like yeah. in that kind that that genre and that era of comedy from like 1978 to like 1995 there was a, he had a pretty big swath there of uh comedy but yeah no he did do you have any uh, any left off the list or any any extras? Um, yeah, I had uh, a Knight's Tale. Ah, uh, I don't know if you ever saw that yeah, before. Heath, Heath Ledger, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, uh, big. Uh, oh, of big, course. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Tom Hanks catalog for the most part. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the Green Mile, which Tom Hanks again, but yeah, uh, one of those. Um, it. It, but it it gets you, I don't know, like, and it's all good and all bad. Like, there's no middle ground in who the bad, good guys and bad guys are in that movie. Yeah. And, um, but like that, the first time I watched that movie, I bawled. I bawled. John Coffee. John Coffee. Yeah. No, it was a great movie. Um, yeah. I actually one one of the first movies I thought of, which ended up not even being on my list, was the movie uh, Orange County with Colin Hanks. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a fun movie. The soundtrack on that is was amazing. I love yes. that. I wore that thing out. Yeah, the soundtrack was fantastic. Um, Jack Black and Colin Hanks. 
And Skylar Fisk, who she doesn't do a lot, but I believe she's Sissy SpaceX daughter. Yes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of those movies. I kind of, um, when Fredo was talking about how he felt about that thing you do, that's kind of how I feel about Orange County. It's one of those just like, yeah, no, it's it's not a a well-crafted movie but it's it's sweet and i just from start to finish i just don't get tired of it so okay yeah uh yeah that was i think that was the big like one that i uh that kind of like kicked off i thought that that was going to be high on my list and ended up not being on my list so right cool uh, um, oh, Neil sent in his. Yes. Uh, he tried to stay away from Disney and any cartoons or musicals, which I try to stay away from the animated stuff as well. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing with like <laughs> a thing like Pixar movies. I was thinking about, and this is part of the reason, um, like Pixar movies, they have these real emotional depths to them. Yes. And like they a lot of times feel except for up, which I think was a total uh cheating totally effective, but also kind of felt like cheating. Yeah. Just um, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> hey, you wanna have a good time? Go to hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's um they're really these really like emotionally deep and very well earned moments that are just too i feel like too mature and too well crafted to call saccharin yeah personally yeah. well uh, yeah uh, yeah for sure uh, um did you see inside out i did not actually uh like i forgot talk, about that one very like very heady that movie like my son didn't get it like but i was like holy crap they're doing that this is a kid's movie why are they doing that <laughs> just very heady um yeah yeah I agree with you. Um, but anyways, uh, Fredo, or I'm sorry, uh, Neil, uh, Night at the Museum was his number five, which makes sense. I, I think I saw that once. Uh, I know it spawned many uh, sequels. Mm-hmm. Airplane. I don't, uh, I love that movie. That's yeah. in my top ten as well. I don't know if that's a, a saccharine sweet, but you know what? It might be just sugar, like candy. Yeah. Like you eat it just because it's so goddamn good, and yeah. so it's like joke, 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 joke. There's no real through line. It's just having fun. Uh, yeah. Force Gump, which was you know my uh, thing. Uh, uh, Three Amigos, which I loved oh, as wow. a kid. I can't get behind that. I haven't thought now. about that movie in a long time. Yeah, um, and Matilda, a movie I've never seen. Oh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Oh yeah, yeah. Matilda's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I have uh, very, very fond feelings of that movie. Cool. That's I. Uh, who is that? Uh, Roald Dahl. Oh wrote, yeah, Roald the Dahl. Book. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Read a lot of him when I was in grade school. Changed my life. And <laughs> uh, his honorable mentions, but he spells it weird. Honorable. Um, Let me e. guess. T. There's a U in there. Yeah. There's some kind of stupid U in there. Um, <laughs> Uh, E.T. Color me unimpressed. <laughs> His favorites are weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
And hey, he, you're gonna have to atone for all this. You're gonna have to see him face to face soon. Yes. Well, actually, no. No. I, we. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of fell through. That's all right. Sorry. No, no problem. It, he knows. Oh, okay. We didn't come and see him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was coming up. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It came and went. Oh, uh, things got a little weird here. So, but uh, ET. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is still a movie I don't think I've seen the whole way through, and It's a Wonderful Life, mm, which It's a Wonderful yes. Life is. Sad. I think everything in the fifties, it's either noir or mm-hmm. uh, feel good. Yeah. Well, Wonderful Life is probably both, right? Uh, wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life is dark, right? It is pretty dark. I mean, it's like it. It's about a guy who dies. And like how negative, like what the world looks like without him. Yeah, it's pretty negative. Well, it's it's kind of like um, uh, uh, it's um, Clarence. Clarence, yeah. Every time I, um, uh, defending your life was kind of like a a, a comedic remake of this, right? A little bit. What was it called? Defending your life. Oh, I don't know. There, um. It's 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 different, but it's the same kind of concept. You look mm-hmm. back at your life and all that. Um, oh, Albert Brooks. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen it? No. That's a movie. Let's see if that's streaming. I mean, you can at... rent it for ninety nine cents on uh, Amazon. From nineteen ninety one, not streaming. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'll add it to my watch list, though. So, mm-hmm. I love the I love hate the uh, IMDb watch list. Right now, yep. I've got 124 titles in there, and damn you! Uh, it's ever it's ever growing, and I never knock anything off. So <laughs> it's just always something new. I like it. Alrighty, well, let's get out of here. Yes. And we'll see you all next week. Yay, yay. Bye. Bye, bye.